Welcome into the Horror's Edge podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And today we're going to be discussing, reviewing, and breaking down Halloween Resurrection, the 2002 movie that made many Halloween friends say, we need a reboot of this series. This film's uh, plot, is, according to IMDb, is three years after he last terrorized his sister. Michael Myers confronts her yet again before traveling to Haddonfield to deal with the cast and crew of a reality show which is being broadcast from his own home. Out of uh, 10, the IMDb rating is an impressive 3.9 with 44,000 votes. Um, this movie definitely brings to question uh, when is a reboot okay in a franchise? What do you even think of reboots? And... Uh, should this reboot have been done before? So, whenever I'm looking at a franchise, I think the time to reboot it, because I, I am actually a really big fan of reboots. I, I, I very much enjoy them, if done correctly. There have been some that, uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, that have had a reboot that just didn't work well for me. But there are other ones, like Evil Dead, that worked phenomenal. Uh, Friday the 13th, I really enjoyed the reboot, despite some people having problems with them. This franchise, to me, felt like it needed a very hard reset, because at this point, all they're doing in these movies is saying, hey, forget about these movies because it doesn't work with our timeline, or, uh, hey, we know something happened at the end of the last movie, but ignore that. We have something different in mind. Yeah. And when you get to the point where you're constantly telling your fans, don't worry about this or don't worry about that, just start over. It, yep. It's it's okay. Yep. Um, are you somebody who is against the idea of a reboot in a franchise? No, and I think that Halloween was definitely in need of a reboot after the last few movies that they released. Yep. I honestly thought that if by the third one they just wanted to do an anthology series... Maybe it was time for a reboot then, but they did have a fresh idea come for uh, five and six. That, that trilogy, as much as I didn't enjoy what they were trying to do, it made sense what they were trying to do. They didn't say anything that happened before didn't happen. Uh, they just gave a new idea to what was going on inside of the franchise. And to me, it was something that, despite it not working, it fit well within the timeline of things. Yeah, I can understand that. W once you got to H2O... As much as I love H2O, I really do enjoy it. Um, that was the first one that I said, okay, this movie could use a reboot now. Yes. Uh, this franchise, not this movie. Uh, the mo movie worked very well, but they started getting to the point where they're saying these movies in the timeline don't exist, and I don't enjoy it when uh, franchises do that, despite it working well. They do it again later in the franchise, and it works well again. That's because they thought the reboots did not work well, which we'll get into. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and actually review this movie, say what we thought of it. Uh, the way that we rate movies is 1 through 10. 1 is absolute dog shit, terrible, do not watch this movie, do not have your friends watch this movie, it's not worth any amount of time, let alone the hour and a half-ish that you're putting into the movie. 5 is, this is an average movie, it's not bad, if it's on the background you'll be okay with it. 10 is, this is an absolutely stellar movie, I don't even know why I'm explaining you 10 because this movie is not going to be a 10. Where did you rate this movie, 1 to 10? I gave my first one of the entire pro um, broadcast. Wow. What made you give it a one? Uh, first off, 
I know that in the last podcast I explained, and I regret doing it, that this is a terrible movie. Um, did that have any type of effect in your mind when you were watching it? Nope, because in the beginning I said I loved the opening um, music and I had um, an open mindset of going in. And the first couple of minutes of the movie I was like, all right, maybe he's crazy, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. I enjoyed the first couple of minutes of the movie. Um, didn't I got nervous when I started to see the list of actors and actresses that was in the movie, but I still gave it an open mind. Um, as the movie went on, I thought the idea behind the story was terrible. Um, I hated the viewpoint of some of the um, camera angles that they did, and the lines were super cheesy, over the top. Yeah. What did you give it? I gave the movie a 3 out of 10. Wow. Uh, to me, it's not the absolute bottom of the barrel complete garbage but there's very few redeeming qualities to this movie um there are certain things that i can say throughout the movie this kind of sort of feels like a halloween movie but for the vast majority it doesn't it feels like an early 2000s movie where they're experimenting first can uh first person slash found footage because it works so well with blair witch and it does not work well no, with this the, at all. The camera quality of those viewpoints were was horrible. It was hard to see, super grainy, Yeah, didn't care for it. And that was by design. A lot of first-person uh, type of movies from this time period are like that. And it's even a callback almost to like Halloween 2 where it showed the uh, cameras inside of the hospital. And it worked well for that environment. But where it didn't work well for me in this is everything felt forced. Every mm -hmm. single scene felt forced. Nothing felt natural nope. about this. Nope. If you had the cameras uh, just set up throughout the house and you showed the viewpoints from those cameras, almost like tank footage in old video games, it, it might have worked a little bit what better. I, I would have liked rather than the characters actually wearing the cameras and walking around. Yeah. It just was too jumpy. Um, the footage was just, it was terrible. It really took away from the movie, and I went in with an open mind. Okay. And one of the biggest uh, sins that this movie commits to me is the character developments. First, the intro of this movie, I absolutely hate what they did. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. I can't stand it. Um, and we will get into trivia of why that happened. And the way that it happened, and I'm not going to say anymore because we are in spoiler-free uh, territory at this point. But once you get into your main group of characters, I found myself constantly going back and forth between the IMDb page and the movie uh, because there's so many characters. They might have said the name once at the very beginning of the movie and then that's it. And even after sitting there with an IMDb page in front of me watching the movie, I still wrote the girl or mm -hmm. some guy. Yeah, I or, said, you know blonde haired or you know whatever color hair they were wearing um because it was so confusing there's probably two characters that i knew the names throughout one character that i found the name three quarters of the way through the movie yep. uh one guy that referred to as buster rhymes one person that referred to as tyra banks i mean it, there's no character development in any of these characters basically yeah. what you're told is these are mostly people who want to be actors they're in this reality tv series except for sarah who does not want to be an actor she's only in this because her friend dragged her along yeah. uh that's as much as you need to know and that's all that you're going to get to know about these characters is that they're shitty people trying to be actors and actresses and they don't care about myers or halloween or right. anything about it um not a good movie no a absolutely not uh this is 
the very worst Halloween movie for most fans if they were to rank them. I'm not sure if I would put it there. We'll find out once we're done with the series and we do an actual rankings. Um, but I can definitely think of one movie that so far falls beyond this. So and I was going to give are... it a two for a rating, but I just I really could not digest this movie. It's so hard to watch and take anything in this movie seriously because it, it is trying to have fun with it. Um, so you do need to keep that in mind. The movie itself is not necessarily taking itself seriously, which helps in my mind. Um, so if it was fully taking itself seriously, like Halloween 4, 5, 6 took itself super serious. There weren't really many jokes thrown in there to put you at ease or anything yeah. like that. Then this could definitely have a much worse rating than what I gave it. I could easily see it giving it a 1 instead of a 3. But it doesn't take itself seriously. So some of the things that are just goofy or stupid, and they do not belong in the franchise. However, this movie is inviting it into the franchise. So I'm not faulting that. I could that. see that. Okay, well, let's get into uh, a little bit of trivia that I found. Now, keep in mind, some of this is very spoilerific, so if you have not seen this movie yet, and despite its legacy of being such a horrible movie, you decide that you want to, you can give it a shot. Give it your own uh, thoughts. Just go in Um, with an open mind, though. Yeah, but... I can't see anybody coming out of this with an open <laughs> mind saying that's a good movie. So no, go in there saying this is going to be a cheesy, stupid movie. Yes. And if you have that in mind, it's not going to come out as a one out of ten. It might come out a little bit higher. Um, so getting some of the trivia, the thing that – now keep in mind, spoilers. Jamie Lee Curtis died uh, maybe five minutes into this movie, five to ten minutes in. And – fucking hated it yeah i hate it i hate it i hate it because they did this in other movies where you take the person that should be the lead of the movie and you kill him right at the beginning but there is a reason for this and it's because jamie lee curtis hated the idea of a sequel in general she felt as if laurie had a satisfying ending in the previous film completely agree with it she initially 100 percent refused to do this film until uh, she ultimately agreed to do her part only under the circumstances that she's killed off in the opening sequence of the film, just so that way they cannot use her uh, character in any of the future films. Makes sense. Um, you later on find out in some of the other trivia that she only actually agreed to do it because she was contractually obligated. So she could not simply just say no, otherwise she'd lose a lot of money. Okay. Uh, when she signed on for H2O, there was a clause in there saying that if sequels were to come, uh, her character would have to come back and she would have to come back to play that character. The producers um, explained that Jamie came back to this movie because she was so impressed with the screenplay that she wanted to have a large part in it. And she later uh, publicly stated that is not the case. She was under contract to do it. <laughs> I love that she put, you know, the the record straight. Yeah. So everybody who has a uh, big uh, upbringing, basically, in Halloween, has anything to say about Halloween, said that this movie sucks. John Carpenter has stated publicly that this movie made him cringe. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was quoting as saying that she considered this film to be a joke. Uh the, the main people who are not in this movie, like as their break, the main people who are in the Halloween franchise all go on to say 
this movie sucks. Yeah. This movie should not be in the Halloween and that, that franchise. That says a lot for them to come out publicly to say that on the record. They it does. Have, because, they didn't have faith in the, the movie. It does because uh, it, it's such a shame. Most people inside of the movie business will go on to give praise and stuff like that because they want people to be successful. They really right. do. But they hate seeing their beloved franchise just go to shit. Makes sense. Um, so I get it. Uh, this film was originally named Halloween Homecoming, but producers wanted a title that let people know Michael Myers is still alive, so they renamed the film Halloween Resurrection very shortly before the film was released. Uh, originally, the uh, executives of Miramax wanted to continue the series by creating a whole new story, one of which that had nothing to do with Michael Myers after the last film because they as well thought that it was a perfect en ending, uh, very similar to Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. However, polls uh, conducted throughout fan websites proved that uh, the producers were wrong and fans wanted Michael Myers to come back. So, in a sense, we are to blame for this piece of shit <laughs> happening. That's basically what they're saying there. You're to blame. This yes, is my first this go is, around. This is my fault. So, uh, several endings were uh, written during production and the cast were never sure which one the film was actually going to use. As a matter of fact, they filmed four different endings for this, and the director originally wanted the studio to ship a different ending to each theater, a technique used before during the theatrical release of Clue. However, the studio disagreed, and now mm -hmm. the endings appear on a Blu-ray and DVD. I think that would have been pretty cool so that way when word of mouth is going around and saying, hey, the movie ended in XYZ way, somebody else can say, no, it didn't. It ended like this, and there's that's actually a, debate about it. That's a cool it. idea. It was a neat idea, but this movie sucks anyway, so it's not like many people are going to be talking about how great the ending is okay. or something like that. Um, people just said, came out of theaters saying, whew, that sucked. Yeah. Uh, stuntman Brad Lore is a life time uh, horror enthusiast and a fan of the Halloween films plays Michael Myers in this installment and he goes on to say that the series if the series had not been rebooted after resurrection he would have loved to come back and play Myers again even at a discounted rate uh, so it's cool to see that the person who played him enjoyed his time doing it even if it wasn't a great film yeah. and that he was willing to come back to do it again you gotta love seeing people come back to play reprised characters yeah. um the movie cover uh, shows Laurie with short hair, and she does not have short hair at any point throughout this film. She always has long hair, very similar to Halloween 1 and 2. And if you look more closely, you can tell that it's the same exact picture from the movie poster of Halloween H2O. So they got so lazy creating the poster, they didn't even take a updated photo of her. They just copied and pasted it from the last one. That's ridiculous. Pretty, pretty stupid. And... Uh, one of the cool things that I thought in here is they did play a little bit of tribute to H2O. So while Lori's in the sanitarium at the beginning, you can see a picture of uh, John, her son, above the bed. Oh, and okay. it's a very subtle thing. They didn't focus on it. It's just as the camera pans to her, you can see it briefly. That's nice. um, you also see the Raggedy Ant, all that she had in the original movie, which I... I recognized it instantly so when i read that i was like oh yeah that's pretty neat that they're acknowledging that it's supposed to be from the original movie yeah. that was her doll as a kid so uh i think those are the big things throughout it uh in 2015 when being interviewed 
Jamie Lee Curtis had said that the film was a complete joke. The only reason that she did the film was she or the movie is that she signed a contract when doing H2O because that was the only way that H2O could be made. So the, more of the same. More they don't care about the franchise. This franchise is dead. It, it should be done. But they made the movie anyway because there is money involved. Yeah. So breakdown of the movie. This movie starts with the classic-ish Halloween theme during the opening credits. So we start with opening credits in this one. There's no scene. And it's the first, fi first film since the original to start with opening credits and to start with the Halloween theme, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of sounds in the background of like doors creaking and doors slowly opening, rusty hinges, stuff like that. Does it go with it? No. It does it take me out of it? No. It it's fine. Yeah. There's nothing about this intro that I'm just like, okay, this sucks. It's not like the sixth one where it's just nothing but strobe lights and yeah. it just giving me a headache. I have a headache after watching this movie, but it's not due to the intro. <laughs> Um, actually, just popped a couple Tylenol before doing this uh, recording because uh, it drives me nuts. So the movie kicks off with Lori narrating uh, as you're going down the sanitarium hallway. And she's saying something along the lines of, you've heard of the tunnel before. There's a door at the end and waiting on the other side of that door is heaven or hell. Uh, this is that door. And then you go through the door and it's Lori. She's in a sanitarium for being cuckoo heads. Uh, nobody's really believing her at, after H2O. And you f flash to two nurses that are walking over there. One of them's a new nurse. One of them's a seasoned nurse. And the new nurse is saying, so what's the big deal with this Lori? Why does everybody care? And the other nurse is like, oh, you never heard the story about Michael Myers? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. So now we're in recap of how Michael Myers is still alive and why we're here. Yeah. So she's saying uh, Lori had decapitated the wrong person. So it gives a flashback of when Myers was knocked down from the balcony in H2O. A paramedic came over to put him in a body bag. Myers killed the paramedic. Uh, he dressed him uh, and then put his clothes on him and... He wore the paramedic clothes, uh, and then it shows Myers in a paramedic costume watching Lori drive away with the wrong guy inside of the ambulance. This is the first thing that I wrote, fuck this movie, because you're taking one of the best scenes in the last movie and just saying, it didn't happen. Right, because in the last movie, it was uh, the coroner, not an ambulance, that Lori was driving. So right there, it threw me off, and I even said to you, did I miss something? Because I was yeah. so confused by the beginning of this movie. Yeah, it, it just... It's infuriating when you have such a good ending. And then just for the sake of Michael needs to be alive, let's ignore that ending. Yeah. And, and it, it's unforgivable. It really is. Uh, so the nurses are saying she hadn't said a word in years. Uh, they think that she's a suicide threat because they constantly find her up on the roof. And... Uh, more than once, so constantly, uh, and she's always staring out her window. So first off, the sanitarium obviously has no security, right? If because she's, up there she's so constantly much. up to the roof. Maybe you should have a lock on the door, <laughs> just maybe, okay. uh, because you don't want to have a suicide on your hands, right? Uh, you know, have a little bit of control of the people that you're watching, and you learn later that they definitely don't. Yeah. So the nurses come in. 
and give Jamie her medicine. Jamie takes it, and as soon as they walk out, she spits out her pill and puts them in her uh, stuffed Dan doll, which is just filled to the brim of fucking pills. Yeah. Um, then she goes out and she looks out the window. She sees Myers, and then he disappears, very similar to how she would see him in H2O, except this time they showed her and she's not afraid. She's waiting for him. She wants him to come. Mm -hmm. So we got a security guard outside. He's doing his rounds around the sanitarium and he finds a door on the gate busted open. And then we see Harold. Harold is a uh, patient at the sanitarium wearing a clown mask. The guard spots him. He's like, and who are you supposed to be? He takes off his mask. Oh, I'm Wayne Gacy and gives this big description about who he is. So the guard's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Come on, Harold. Let's get you back to your room. How do you keep getting out anyway? So (laughs) once again, we're talking about how the sanitarium's uh, security practices are absolutely horrible. Yeah. They don't care about their patients or what they do. So at this point, Lori does not know that Michael's not actually dead. Or she thinks he's dead? She thinks that he's alive. And he's trying to get her. Okay. That that's her thought. She's waiting for him to come back so that way she can finish the job. But she doesn't know the whole scenario of where he switched. No, she does because they tell him that's why she's there. She killed somebody. Oh, okay. Now I understand. She killed somebody and it's because she was mentally incapable of knowing okay. the difference. She saw that person as being Michael. Okay. Um so from here, uh the guards are patrolling down in the basement uh they see myers in the basement and the video cameras and they think that it's just harold again like damn it i thought that you put harold in his cell so once again guards are just completely used to people getting out of their rooms and just walking as they please uh they go downstairs and the guards split up because one guy's like oh i skipped dinner so he had to go to the vending machine and buy something so the other guy uh screams in the other room vending machine dude uh, goes to check it out, and you're hearing a thump in the dryer. Bump, bump, bump. He opens up the dryer, and it's the other security guard's head. Oh no, <laughs> super creepy. Uh, so uh, he starts backing up, and then he realizes the body is right there as well. So somehow he didn't see the body as he was walking over there with the flashlight and just a pool of blood. And they recreate the scene of Meyer slowly coming down from the roof which they had in the last movie that worked so well in the last movie and this time it just feels like a oh man people like that let's throw it back in here mm-hmm. stupid uh so he gets his throat slits and now both of the guards are dead harold's in his room just studying serial killers and myers walks by him and uh then harold sees him walk by and he just puts his mask down it's that way kind of imitating what myers is doing um Myers then breaks into Lori's room by walking face first through the door. (laughs) Like he doesn't even try and use the handle. He just keeps walking into it until the door breaks. Mm -hmm. Fucking retarded. Give me a break. Use your fists. Use your feet. Even that is very unlikely. I mean, this is supposed to be like a high security uh, sanitation or sanitarium. You should not be able to break one of the doors, let alone walk Walk through through a fucking door like it's quarter inch (laughs) drywall. Stupid as hell. But he he does it. He breaks in. And Lori is hiding in the corner and hits him with her lamp and runs away. Uh, So she's running up to the roof. where She's been ready. She's been ready. She planted a trap there long ago and it's a rope 
uh, next to the edge. So she put her rope uh, robe down there. So that way Michael looks over the edge and the rope catches Michael's ankle. She lifts it up. Michael now gets, da- he's dangling over the roof. And Lori, because she knows that she killed the wrong person last time before she drops him, wants to make sure that it's actually Myers, which as far as I know, she's never seen Michael Myers' face. Right. I thought- How is she going to know if she takes this mask off that that's Michael Myers? I get the same question. They've never seen each other really without the mask on. So even if she would take the mask off, how would she know that that's the right guy compared um, to somebody else? Maybe it's such a high-profile case and he did spend uh, however long it was in the prison, prison uh, 15 years or whatever in between the first and second film that she would know what he looks like. I mean there's got to be some type of public records. Yeah, and so, I'm sure she's done her research. Yeah, so either way uh, – Lori grabs the knife from him. She tells him, I'm not afraid of you. Are you afraid of me? And stupidly, she starts cutting the rope, um, but then stops. Goes to check him, and as she goes over there to grab the mask um, to be sure of who it is, he grabs her. He grabs the knife, throws the knife down, uh, stabs her first, and then tosses the knife. She kisses him and then says, I'll see you in hell. And... Uh, he throws her off the roof. Fuck this movie. So now, Laurie Strode is dead from a stab in the stomach and then getting thrown off of the uh, roof of this place. Yep. And Myers is free. So, as he's walking out, he frees Harold. He opens up his uh, cell, door. cell door, gives him the knife, and then uh, as he's walking away, Harold starts quoting Michael Myers facts. Like, uh oh, in 1978, he did this. In 79, he did this. He killed yeah. this many people here. He killed this. It was, was neat. Yeah. Um, from here, we are at uh, professor's class. Now, a trivia about this one. The professor here is supposedly uh, Dr. Mixter. This was also the name of the doctor from Halloween 2, which treated Laurie Strode uh, and was killed by Michael Myers and with a needle in the eye. So this guy is dead. So anyway, this professor, he's talking about uh, facing our fears and all this type of stuff. So whenever it has any type of uh, professor or some teacher who's talking, it's something dealing with fate throughout the entire series, which at first it was a pretty cool homage to the first. Now it's just, okay, we've seen this before. I don't think that we really need this again. And it's not like this – professor is enhancing our characters at all or driving the pushing the story forward at all this is just a useless scene that's in there just to show that it's here and every single one of his students is falling asleep in the class and not giving a damn and it it just felt completely out of place and very unnecessary the only one that was paying attention was sarah and the only reason i know that is because they finally said her name yeah. So uh, from here, we have some hard rock music playing, and it's some version of the Sandman song, which, okay, early 2000s, I get it. And now we're introducing our new, instead of characters, I wrote murder victims that nobody's going to care about. Uh, Sarah, Rudy. Rudy, and Donna, I believe is the other one's name, but it, I just don't really uh, say names much in this movie and the imdb page it's hard to put a face to the face so there's so many people that uh 
I struggle with here. But anyway, they were all picked to be in some type of streaming horror mystery show at the Myers house. They got an email saying that three of them were uh, in got accepted to it and someone walks by saying oh that's the Myers house and he's like giving his very best Mathard Lillard impression the guy from Scream <laughs> so he's very much trying to be that guy and it very much doesn't work um so from here Buster Rhymes we find out is in charge of this uh show that they're going to be broadcasting I guess it's more of like a, today we would call it a stream like a reality uh, a, show. a live show stream from somebody's house and uh, says, congrats, you're all going to be in the house. He does an interview with all the peoples. And Michael Myers, obviously, is a complete legend in this area at this point. He's not somebody that people fear. He's somebody uh, very similar to, like, uh, John Wayne Gacy or something like that. They're doing tours in the house, and the house is something of a cultural icon that when people go by, they're no longer scared of it, but they want to take a picture with it. Mm -hmm. That That's what I got out of this, which – in theory, that's a cool concept because that's a, very much what would happen in real life. If yes. Michael Myers was a real person, the house would be something that somebody turns into like a bed and breakfast type of thing where they try and spook you throughout the night. Yep. Uh, that's how it would get treated. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, something blew up and – uh, this doesn't make sense. So Buster Rhymes now we're in his room and he's watching some karate show and he's all into it. He's making karate noises with it. And Sa uh, Sam comes knocking on his door. Sarah. Sarah. I wrote down Sam. I these names. <laughs> I know. There were so many people. It was so hard to keep track. Yeah. And in a movie where you have, uh, what is it, about 10 contestants or something that are staying in the house, it's very hard to keep track of that many people. And well, they didn't say the names. Uh, I'm sure that if I dedicated enough time to staring at the IMDb page and putting it to each person, I could. But this movie sucks and it's not worth my time to waste in that sense. Uh, I don't care about any of these characters. They don't try to get me to care about any of these characters. So anyway, Sarah is saying that she's dropping out. Buster Rhymes convinces her to stay. She says, I don't know. He tells her to sleep on it and is super proud of himself and runs back into his karate movie because karate is life to Busta. Um <laughs> So from here, Sarah's talking to somebody whom she never met before, and she's telling uh, – she never met before. She's telling him what to watch. Everybody's given a camera that will be streaming live all night. So each person has their own camera, and Buster Rhymes is basically talking to him and saying, hey – be a character. Be somebody that people want to see. I know that all of you are striving actors and actresses. You guys want to be seen by as many people. The only way that you will be is if you're entertaining. So be entertaining tonight. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's telling them, hey, be over the top with what you're going to be doing. Um, they make it to the Myers house, which is very cool looking. It's old. It's busted. It's worn down. People obviously have not – uh, cared for this place at all and it's many years since uh, the first film took place which was 78 this was 2002 so we're looking at uh, 24 years since uh, the first Halloween movie and another 15 years back from that is when the uh, original stabbing of his sister happened so that obviously some time has passed since anybody cared for this house and it shows yeah. uh, I thought the house itself is a character in this movie. It might be the best character in this movie. Uh, it's very well done and it looks good overall. Yeah.
Um, so somebody's setting up cameras throughout the Myers house, and he's going over different camera angles, telling them, telling Tyra Banks what angles are going to be good, what angles are going to be bad, and she's not paying any attention to him, and he uh, gets dragged off by Myers in this scene. She's dancing and preparing a cup of coffee. Yeah, she's pumped that this is actually happening. Um, so she's supposed to be watching after, but he dies. She doesn't know. And now we're at opening day, and uh, the news is all over the place here. So you have local news stations, you have reporters, and Buster Rhymes is out there. He shows up. Everybody's taking pictures, shooting video for the local news. So obviously this is a big deal for Haddonfield and the town. Uh, whether they're for it or against it, they don't really say. They don't say like I was expecting more of, hey, this is a travesty that you're bringing these horrible events that this town suffered and turning it into a profit. Or, hey, we're super excited that you're bringing local tourism into this town. Anything but there was nothing. Yeah, there was no one way or the other about it. Yep, it was just, uh, hey, you're here. Cool. Thanks for being here. So from here, all of the contestants enter the Myers house. And once again, uh, it, it, he has another talk with them, lets them know, hey, make sure that you guys uh, have fun tonight, be entertaining tonight, and go. Um, somebody says that we should be finding answers instead of sitting down because everybody, as soon as – like half of them, as soon as they get in there, what they do is they sit down. And that's it. Like, yeah, well, we just got to be here for the night. Yeah, because I guess they win some money or something if they're the last people there. Yeah, they don't really say what is in it for them. Eventually, they say, hey, you guys are going to get your share. I want my share. But that's not really at this point. So you have no idea what these guys are even trying to do. But apparently, there's clues throughout the house that they need to try and find they need to, to help. find an answer of why Michael Myers did what he did. Yep. And from what they were told, is nothing has been changed or set up in this house. This is the state that they found it in. So there's got to be some answers in there. And this entire movie was made during like reality show paradise in America. Uh, shows were everywhere, whether that that was Big Brother or Survivor or all those things where it's just, hey, here's a camera, record yourself, yeah. and you'll be famous. Uh, that's what was on TV during the times, and it very much shows that that's what they were trying to reproduce in this movie. So some weird thing. If they were going through the kitchen, they found a butcher knife inside of the drawer, and they're like, oh, this must have been the one that they used during the filming. So another character's like, no. That would be an evidence. <laughs> that would be an evidence. Right. Why would it still be in the house? Yeah. So they're like, oh, man, look at all these spices. I'm going to taste them. I bet you they're nasty. Oh, those must be so old. Oh, they're fresh. Yeah, that like, didn't make sense. It, they're, they're trying to make things seem out of place, and I can't tell if they're trying to do it because they were told be entertaining for the cameras or if they're trying to do it because they're shitty characters given shitty lines. I think the second... Because this movie doesn't go forward enough to think. Um, and we're back to stupid-ass jump scares. There's a jump scare every two minutes in this movie. And normally I jump during jump scares. This movie, I don't jump at all. They're not done well. I just they're, roll they're, my eyes. They were made for you to jump. Yeah. Um, so like I, I was talking about in Halloween H2O when uh, – a character got scared because somebody was hiding or something like that. They didn't play the loud, shocking music to get you to jump. This one did, but it didn't get 
me to jump. No. I was just like, this is, it's so forced. It was it's so, so stupid. planted that it wasn't, it didn't land that effect. Yeah. So we're jumping back and forth between real cameras and first person cameras like crazy at this point because there's so many people in the house and it's trying to show from their perspective yeah. of what they're seeing. I wish they would have just and, kept it like closed circuit. Um, I get the first person type of thing, but they just didn't handle it very well. It was very like rocky, yeah. confusing, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if uh, they only did it for this scene, like when they first started walking around with the first person be, yeah, cameras or one or two kills, it, it would be good. But they did it for almost the duration of the movie and it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, you do see a flash of Meyer's face on one of the cameras. Eh, apparently nobody else sees, but whatever. So now we're back to the party that um, – what's this kid's name? It uh, was Declan. Uh, yeah, Declan. We find out his name later. Miles. I think that they said it at the very beginning, but they uh, glossed over it. So he goes to some college party. Uh, Sarah invited, her, invited him to watch uh, her debut stream – for her um and his friend's like yo that that's somebody that you never met why are you doing this let's go to this party that we got invited to and eventually he does so uh they they're at the party and then he kind of breaks away and finds a office, office and turns the myers stream on the myers house stream so now we're back to the house again. They're lighting candles everywhere because it's getting to be nighttime. Uh, you see Myers walking around in different jump cuts, but it's so hard to be scared, intimidated, or creeped out by this because there's so much just jumping here, 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 here mm -hmm. that it, it doesn't land at all. Um, the, Jen is slipping while climbing up the stairs and some dude grabs her ass again after she already told him like five times, yo, don't touch me. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm going to. And she's like, ah, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, two kids walk into uh, the Myers basement, which I don't even think that it was there previously, but they start making sex jokes to each other. Later, Sarah and some other dude are walking around and they hear Jen screaming. Everybody hears Jen screaming. So they all sprint upstairs and uh, she's hiding in a corner laughing. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> like I, I sort of get that because, like, she's trying to play on, like, you know, the scariness of the house. But why are you trying to do that to the other contestants or whoever? She's just trying to get herself airtime. She's trying that. to get on the camera. She is the one out of the two girls that you're supposed to kind of sort of care about, Jen and Sarah, that uh, pushed Sarah into doing this. Uh, so that way they could get uh views yeah so she's definitely trying to go that route which i can kind of sort of understand we're now in the production room with buster rhymes and tyra banks they're both very proud of themselves they're sharing a uh glass of sh wine while in the camera since they're not paying attention myers attacks a kid through a mirror stabs him and pulls him through the mirror yeah <laughs> all right this is the kid who was grabbing jen's ass earlier so maybe he deserved it. He, he, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so from here, Jen sees Myers in a closet. It's the closet from the first Halloween movie that Laurie Strode was hiding in. But it turns out that it's just a mannequin wearing a mask. Okay. 
So more kids are now in the party watching the Myers thing on TV. It was pretty funny. They busted in to have sex. They see him on the TV. They're like, yo, what are you doing stalking us? <laughs> He's in here watching a show. So stupid lines, stupid characters, but they decide to sit down and watch the Myers stream as well. So the audience is growing a little bit at this party. Uh, we're back in the Myers house and some kid finds a fucking trap door in a floor. Yeah. Like, why the hell would this be there? Right. That makes no sense. That, that this all happened in the '60s when his sister, when he killed his sister, and they wouldn't have made a fucking trap door. But no. Whatever. They can't get in because it's locked. It, there's some weird key shape, and that oh, we don't know how to get in there. So people find stuff, and uh, they eventually find a key. And that directly fits to the trap door. And it's not just a key. It's like a key that you would think of that's carved out of stone from the 1940s Dracula movie or something. Yeah, it's like a ginormous key. Yeah, and they open up the trap door. Now we're back at the party. Even more people are watching the Meyer stream. There's probably 20 or 10 people inside of this room watching this uh, stream. So it's gaining more popularity. So whatever the kids are doing to get the attention apparently is working. Um. So now they're in the trap door and they see chains and shit in there and well they they decide that there's obviously no cameras down here so they start banging and the walls cave in on them and a body falls on them. A couple bodies. Yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, it's his torture chamber. It's where he kept all of his bodies." Yeah, all so, his victims. And then they find out it was made in Taiwan, so obviously th- this is where everybody in the house starts figuring out that all this shit was planted in here. Yeah, it was all staged. Yeah. Um now Myers is walking around the house with another Michael Myers behind him, and you find out that the first Michael Myers busted rhymes. And he's walking around in a Michael Myers costume so that way he can get viewership up. He's trying to bring a few scares into this. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, the scene was stupid, but it I could see where you're trying to really boost your stream. So, of yeah. course, you would plant a Michael Myers in the house with the, with the kids. Yeah. And this scene was meant to be funny, once again, but it just came off as stupid. It, it didn't make any sense it didn't fit it didn't it just didn't work um so um the other michael myers walks away uh they leave the under jim leaves the underground thing but i guess behind the fake body is there's an actual underground tunnel inside of the house so crazy that somehow michael myers supposedly dug out and is living there because there's a old stingy bed with a doll with a lorry photo there's half-eaten rats sprawled throughout which this is the second time that it actually shows that michael myers eats things which is good to throw in there i guess the first one was in the original halloween movie where he ate a dog this one he's eating rats in a tunnel that's apparently behind the underneath the myers house which Makes no sense. No sense. So we're back at the party and most everybody there thinks that it's fake, but the crowd is still growing, so they're having fun. Um, And they live watch this girl get impaled with a spike down in this tunnel uh, while she's trying to climb up a staircase. So everybody thinks that it's fake except for the main kid there, uh, which – Declan. Declan. Yeah. His real name is Miles. Okay. But they – they refer to it as like Declan or De- Deckard? Deckard. Is it Deckard? 
Uh, I don't even see him on the IMDP page, so we're just going to call him Deckard. Yeah. I know they referenced later on that his name was Miles. Deckard. His name is Deckard. Uh, so Deckard sees it. He does not think that it's fake. Um, and Myers goes to attack the kids upstairs, and they beat the shit out of him, and he's like, whoa, 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 turn all the cameras off, turn all the cameras off. It's Busta Rhymes. He's attacking one of the kids to uh, pump up the hype. And while the cameras are off, he explains to him, listen, all this is fake. I know that's fake. I set all this up. But this is obviously all in place. That way we can all make some money. The more you guys are scared, the more you believe it. The more money you make, the more money I make. The more eyes there are in the stream, obviously, the better this is going to do. So it, it fits in very much with what reality TV show is, which is you take what is reality and you heighten it a little bit. You give it a little bit of extra pizzazz. But the difference here is Busta Rhymes is not telling the people there that this is fake. So this is kind of like uh, if you had a ghost hunting adventure, but you did not tell the people doing the ghost hunting that you have different recordings playing throughout the building that they're searching in. It's, it's under false pretenses. Yeah, it's not only fooling the viewers, but it's fooling the actors essentially yes. throughout this, which is definitely shady business. It's not what you should be doing, and it's not how you should be getting your fake scares. If you want the actors to give this false sense of security, maybe tell them, hey, I'm going to be hiding certain things throughout the house, but make sure that you give it your all when you're acting with these type of devices but a few people call bullshit on it and they go to leave um but then they find the body of the kid that died upstairs uh and then myers comes out and he cuts jen's fucking head off on the top of the stairs and then it falls down now we're back at the party uh and everybody's like god that's so fake they can't even make it look real but decker just freaking the fuck out at this point he definitely believes that this is real and uh, now we're back at the party. Myers grabs uh, uh, some dude's head and squeezes it until he's dead. And then Myers and Rudy get in a little scuffle and Myers kills him by stabbing him into a door. So a lot of people die in a really quick succession here as soon as they find out that this was staged. But also there's some real stuff going on. Yeah. So Sarah's looking into her camera and calling Deckard to help. Decker's the kid at the party. And now he's telling her where he is via text messages. So he's texting back and forth to her. Because he can see it on the the TV show. Yeah, they have multiple camera angles and he's able to see it. So Sarah crawls out of a window. Now this is only like a one and a half story house, but somehow she's too scared to jump off of the roof of this thing. It's it's not very high. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a two story house because there is definitely a second floor, but it's not a high roof. Um, I clearly would have jumped off of the roof of this thing. If you sprain an ankle, who cares? You're out. But she decides that it's too high. So Myers is spooking her and she sees another dead guy on the roof who's the guy who died from the beginning setting up the cameras. Uh, she climbs back into the house from a different window and Buster Rhymes is telling Sarah, uh, 
that they got to leave. They, they got to get out of here. And now comes the dumbest scene in the whole fucking movie where Michael Myers gets his ass kicked by Busta Rhymes doing karate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, like he's going the whole nine with these stupid karate sounds, giving these weak ass kicks, and it's beating the shit out of Michael Myers. Yeah. Like, how much do you want Michael Myers to look like a bitch in your movie? Uh, asked the writer and the producer and director said a lot okay i I can fit that in and then they wrote these scenes of buster rhymes uh doing karate which you know super believable if you do not want to believe that anything in this movie is real or anything in the prior movies michael myers is supposed to be an unstoppable killing machine right he's been shot so many times by loomis and just gets up but somehow buster rhymes doing a karate move because he watches karate movies is going to do the trick. Get the fuck out of here. So Decker texts her that he's still alive. Well, no shit. <laughs> Surprise. He, he just got kicked in the head with Buster Rhymes. That's not going to kill him. Yeah. Especially if you know the legend of Michael Myers like everybody in this town does. Right. They know that he's not going to die by a kick. But anyway, Buster Rhymes is saying, oh, I found this place that he's been living under the house for 20 years. I swear to God, I didn't know. I didn't know. Sarah runs into the basement, sees the girl impaled down there, and then sees Michael Myers chasing her. She gets stabbed in the leg for the second time, but she's still able to walk around fine because, you know, who cares? It's a movie, and they don't care. Uh, She covers the manhole and puts a bunch of stuff on top of it, which she's able to move despite being stabbed in both of her legs, and slips on a pool of blood, which is Tara Banks' blood, and she's now dead. Uh, That happened off screen. So Myers enters the room that she's in, but she's hiding in this little cubby and she's perfectly silent, but somehow the chainsaw is on and she's ready to go and jumps out in a second and it's full go. Like chainsaws are not quiet. As she's chainsawing, Michael Myers are trying to, she's like, this is for this person and this is for this one. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know their name. So you just said it. (laughs) Yeah. And the funniest thing is, I don't know if you've ever used a chainsaw or not. But unless if it's an electrical chainsaw, even without you holding the trigger in, as long as it's running but in idle, it's loud. It's like a lawnmower or a motorcycle mm-hmm. or any type of motor engine. It's loud even when it's idling. You don't hear anything until she jumps out. Stupid as fuck. <laughs> uh, and this chainsaw, she barely even she touches had it him. In silent mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it's barely it. She barely gets a nick on Myers. Yeah. Stupid. Busta Rhymes comes back in. Uh, <clears throat> they're going back and forth. He grabs an electrical cord, shocks Michael Myers in the dick with it. <laughs> Myers gets tangled in a bunch of electrical cords, gets shocked, and that shed goes on fire. So from here, the firefighters and the paramedics arrive. Um, the news is back, so uh, somehow – Within a matter of seconds, everything is blown up. So they're on the news now, and Busta Rhymes comes on, and they're asking him about Michael Myers. He's like, hey, we need some privacy here. Well, what about Michael Myers? Well, he's a killer shark in baggy overalls. What else do you want to know? Like he was talking him up completely before going in. Then he gets his ass freaking handed by him, and then he says that he ain't shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like – this movie has no consistency. Like he didn't want he wanted all the attention for his his network. What was it yep. called? 
danger or something. Danger entertainment. Danger entertainment. That's what it was. Yeah. And soon as he gets kind of this like big explosion, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. What? I I mean, mean, this dude obviously cares about nothing but money. And the second that he has an opportunity to blow his business up, he's like, nah. I know. But also, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Like, here's a business card. Talk to me later. Yeah. Yeah, He's still (laughs) into it. You can tell he he still is into it. Um, So from here, uh, the coroner is uh, zipping up the body bag from Michael Myers like we end almost every Halloween movie. And Sarah asks to see the Myers body because she wants to be sure she's got to know. She shows the face and then – or the coroner shows the face and she's like, okay. He ends up in the morgue. He opens his eyes and the movie. Yeah. The movie's horrible. Even the visual that you finally got when he's in the coroner's office and the coroner finally shows the the face of him, it does not make sense. It, it's like a face that um, – a, a head that got shrunken. I mean you can definitely tell that it was like a terrible um, – Bad CGI. Yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't – it did not fit. I mean, yes, he was in a fire, but why was it? Why was his head sunk in? Yeah. So we reached the end of the Halloween series as we know it. So the, even though this version omits certain movies, the timeline is essentially Halloween, Halloween 2. Halloween 3 is in there, but it's not. Halloween 4, 5, and 6 is all in there. Halloween H2O ignores 4, 5, and 6, but acknowledges 1 and 2. And Halloween Resurrection also ignores 4, 5, and 6. So then you have 1, 2, uh, H2O, and then Resurrection. But then from here, uh, we move into the Rob Zombie remakes. So the Rob Zombie remakes ignores everything, and it's going to start its own thing. There's two Rob Zombie remakes. Once we're done with those, then we transition to the new trilogy. The new trilogy only acknowledges that the first movie happened. However, it still has Easter eggs from some of the other movies in there. So you definitely see things from Halloween 3. And from what I remember, there are some stuff from the other movies that it omits as well. So it's it's a good time. Um, we got plenty to go over still, but as far as this timeline of movies, what did you think overall? Because obviously, now keep in mind, we are getting burnt out because now we've watched yes. uh, eight movies in succession to each yes. other. So Halloween is something that definitely needs to go on the back burner for a while once we're done with this series. But taking that out of context, let's say you saw these once a week, what do you think of this franchise overall? I mean, it has a lot of mistakes that were made i think we've touched on that halloween three kind of you know bit the the um hand there um and then you know going to h2o kind of ignoring you said four five and six um overall for a franchise i think they did it pretty well um they they had some mishaps but i really enjoyed kind of seeing from the beginning to the end of this timeline um, and I really enjoyed kind of diving deeper than what I probably would have done if I would have just watched it and been like, oh, okay, that's a terrible movie, move on. Yeah. So the way that I look at it is uh, I've never watched these movies so closely to each other, at, at least all of them. I've seen 
I've had times where I watch four, five, and six at the same time. I've had times where I watch one and two together, and I've had times where I watch the original plus H2O, but I've never watched all of them back to back to back, and it really shows you that there are super highs to this franchise yes. and super lows. Yes. Halloween 1, awesome movie, yeah. very well done. You say, yup, now, but that I think that's only in comparison to the other ones because you didn't rate Halloween 1 very high. You gave it a 5. You thought that let it was me, just okay, if I, if I remember. Uh, Halloween 2 was a pretty good movie. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Halloween 3 is phenomenal. but it a 7. But it has nothing to do with the original series. Uh, and then you get to the Thorn Trilogy. And to me, serious missteps. This is where the big bombs start coming in. Four was a, it was above average to me. Some fans, that's a fan favorite. Some people, that's their favorite movie in the whole series. Five is a complete piece of shit. Six is trying its best, but it still has serious flaws. H2O was awesome. And then you got Resurrection, which once again is back to a piece of shit. So this is a franchise that when you take your time and you make a movie, you can make a great movie. Yeah. Um, and you can tell with the ones that I thought were great, they typically had some time in between yeah. one and the other. But when you try and force, uh, hey, this needs to happen, it needs to happen, it needs to happen, it's not going to come out good um, because you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. And Michael Myers is meant to not have any type of supernatural powers right. for the most part. Obviously, the fact that he can't die is kind of something, but uh, looking beyond that, he's just supposed to be a person. And when you have just a person who just kills people with a butcher knife, it, it's hard to make that creative. And you can definitely tell that they struggled trying to make it creative in certain points. You could tell that there was points in the franchise that they were stretching to try to keep it going. Yeah. Absolutely, but it overall, it's a been a good coaster, one. But it, it's been a ride, yeah. and it's been a good one. But we're still not done with it. We still got the reimaginings and uh, retconning to do. So up next comes Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake, which is extraordinarily divisive. You have people who love it, and you have people who absolutely hate these two movies, specifically the second one. Um, I think I've actually seen both of these before. You have, and my, from what I remember, I really enjoyed the first half or second half of Halloween one. Uh, I don't enjoy what they do with Michael as a child, uh, and I enjoyed Halloween two for the most part with serious missteps in it as well. So Zombie, as a director has such awesome moments and then some moments where you're like you should probably just direct and not write your own stuff but <laughs> we'll definitely give a deep dive of that once we get into it and i'm very much looking forward to it but i'm very much glad that i'm done with halloween resurrection <laughs> Me too. this is one movie that i was not looking forward to re-watching and after having to re-watch it oh <laughs> I hope that never enters my TV again. <laughs> Until next time, this is the Horror's Edge podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. We'll see you next time.